1: Gone mad with unnecessary reboots, remakes, and sequels. Only one podcast has the guts to make it even worse. This is Smack My Pitch Up.
0: When was the first time you read Fantastic Four? Uh,
2: probably about. 10 or 11 I think it was uh X-Men versus Fantastic Four was my first like like oh there's this team of Fantastic Four so which I read the whole miniseries and then obviously I was huge into X-Men at the time started picking up some Fantastic Four to see what the whole deal was so mm-hmm. and actually there was a book uh called Marvel Age that went back and would give you origins of like every book and that's how I found out the origins of Fantastic Four was through awesome. Marvel Age um, yeah. so it was cheap it was like 25 cent comic and would pretty much give you all the info you need on on marvel characters
0: i had a i had a friend that had a lot of comic books or i think his older brother had comic books and he stole some (laughs) so i read comics out of order not not full runs of anything and one of the first books that i really read was fantastic four and what i loved about it, it was an older story so it was more that old era of Problems started and was solved within one issue kind of <laughs> kind of approach. Like, here you go, and everything's good in the end. And I think that's kind of one of the reasons why I love Fantastic Four is that as somebody that didn't have issue upon issue of something, like you're dropping into season four, episode four of Lost, and that's the first episode you see, and you're like, I'm so you're, fucked. You're fucked. I'm, yeah. I'm so <laughs> fucked. I was able to actually follow the entire story and appreciate it. Then I read the story, and even outside of it, when I was following it, Uh, it it always spoke to me because these were people that didn't really even want the powers. Um, They just kind of found themselves in it and they were doing the same shit they were doing before they had the powers, but now they have powers. So they have to, so like the, the uh, stakes were higher.
2: I think the one thing that I, I, that I got into with fantasy four is that they were like a celebrity superhero team, you know, like like they had their own fucking building. And everybody's like, that's where the fantastic four are, you know, like
0: that's something that, was different than the masked superheroes mm-hmm. and even was talked about during civil war in the comics where everybody knew who they were exactly <laughs> you know, there was no registering they're like uh yeah i get I, I mean everybody knows who we are anyway why is this a big deal
2: i'll say another thing that helped me as a kid is obviously i was huge in x-men and my favorite in x-men is claremont and burn oh yeah well burn started drawing fantastic four so it was an easy transition to just go into Fantastic Four and see the same artwork that was in X-Men at that time. Yeah. So that definitely helped out. And some of Byrne's stuff is fucking amazing. Absolutely. And Claremont, yeah. Claremont is what got me into X-Men, is, mm-hmm. is
0: his his runs of stuff. I mean, I think it was probably Dark Phoenix is what really got me into X-Men. Was Which that... is drawn by John Byrne. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like... So uh, We were talking about Fantastic Four this evening on this episode of Smack My Pitch Up. We have unfortunately been... Destroyed by three <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible fucking movies about the Fantastic Four, so terrible in fact, that a conversation started on the internet as to whether or not the Fantastic Four is able to translate properly into a film <sighs> as someone that is a big fan of the Fantastic Four. I don't see that even as an argument. It's a really interesting story that, given the right people and <laughs> <laughs> hasn't happened yet has the opportunity to be a really interesting story. And so with me tonight is uh, fuck you Hunter from beautiful disasters. What's up bitches. Uh, and we're going to talk about fantastic four and, uh, and what we think <laughs> a fantastic four movie should look, look like. And uh, we, we've already discussed a little bit. We have two very different approaches on how we're going to do oh, this. Yeah. So, um, So first off, anybody that is unfamiliar with Smack My Pitch Up, the way this works, we talk about reboots, remakes, reimagining, sequels, sidequels, mashups, and adaptations of stuff. And on this one, we are not looking to reboot um, (laughs) or or remake Fantastic Four so much as just completely ignore everything that's come before it, even the (laughs) Corman Fantastic Four, as wonderfully fun and terrible as that is.
2: I feel like... um us talking about this is kinda of like in Tropic Thunder when they have the the trailer for uh Ben Steelers movie and he says, Here we go again, again.
0: Yeah, pretty like, much.
2: And I feel like us talking about Fantastic Four, another movie, is like, here we go again. Like it's just they can't seem to get this shit right.
0: What I'm really hoping for is that there it's been announced that Fantastic Four is back comic book wise, that that they're actually doing Fantastic Four comics because they they cut it. They they stopped doing Fantastic Four comics. And uh, they're coming back out again, and uh, I think, especially if this Fox and uh, Disney merger happens, there's going to be a real interest in exploring this story again. And I'm really interested to see kind of the versions that you'd like to see, and the versions I'd like to see. So,
2: well, I think, honestly, what I think is giving me hope is Spider-Man: Homecoming, because Spider-Man is not a Marvel property, a Disney property. And pretty much Sony was like, hey, you know what? Let's work together and made a fantastic fucking movie.
0: I think the deal was for a dollar. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they They were just like, no, we're both going to rake in so much fucking money over this. We're good.
2: And if you think about <laughs> well, the piece of shit Spider-Movies that came out prior to homecoming oh like amazing spider-man
0: 2 where they all the villains announced their names without
2: any background as to how they got the name here's what's crazy all right i saw the first amazing spider-man i'm the rhino i fucking hate it i've never seen amazing spider-man 2 it's one of the only comic movies i mean i watch every comic movie that's one of the only ones i've never seen because i hated the first one so much i was like i'm not even giving this one a chance like especially when i saw jamie fox as electro i was like fuck that I don't I don't need to lose that two hours for nonsense.
0: And uh recent news on Jamie Foxx, he's just been tapped yep. to play uh Spawn <laughs> in the uh, Spawn movie. We'll see how that goes. It is one of those things. He is a he can be a fantastic actor. Oh yeah. He yeah. was great in Baby Driver. He was he was also great in uh what's the cellist movie that was he was in? Um Soloist. The Soloist. Yeah. Holy shit. He was fantastic in that movie. He's got acting chops. He knows how to act, but we'll see. We'll, there,
2: we'll see how that goes. Also
0: as Electro, he was fucking terrible. So, we'll we'll see. But to start, I uh, kind of wanted to throw out to you kind of the idea of the plot for uh for a Fantastic Four movie. How you would approach it is this something that's going to be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Is this something that's uh leading up towards? Is it something completely separate? How how are you going about it?
2: Um it's Sort of connected to the Marvel Universe. I think, honestly, I was just saying about Spider-Man Homecoming, I think if Marvel can work hand-in-hand with Fox and let them borrow some characters, that'd be fucking great. But my version's a little different than just the Iron Man cameo. Okay. what One of my favorite runs is in Ultimate Fantastic Four, and that's where we got introduced to Marvel Zombies. Like okay. Later on, it was its own like series, but before that, the whole introduction to the concept of Marvel Zombies was through Ultimate Fantastic Four, where Reed Richards accidentally opens a portal to a world where every Marvel superhero is infected with a zombie virus and pretty much kills the whole population on that earth. So, referencing that is pretty much where I would go with my movie, which would be, you would pretty much cut into no origin, Fantastic Four is already established, except They've split up. They're broken up. They're not a team anymore. Reed Richards is fucking bored. He's trying to do something. Opens the fucking portal, pretty much brings in some of the Marvel zombies by accident, and then has to get the team, the gang, back together again. And that's where we pretty much get the whole story. So you're by. doing
0: like a I'm getting too old for this shit Fantastic Four exactly. uh, with
2: zombies? Um, Well, we've seen other attempts, and I'm fucking done. Look, you know what's great again? I, I know I keep referencing this, but you know what Homecoming didn't do? Beat us over the fucking head with the origin. Agree. Everybody at this point should know the origin. And you know what? If you need to have like a two minute flashback, that's fine. Reed Richards is thinking back and they show how they got in fact, like how the cosmic rays, you know, turned them into the Fantastic Four. That's fine. But like, let's get them as adults and not fucking teenagers or whatever like that. Put them together. Yep. And they have to get together to fight this Marvel zombie uh, problem. And- I, That's how it goes.
0: I agree with you with the origin. Is that I don't feel there's any reason. There's been two movies already that have discussed different versions of the origin of Fantastic Four, and even though the versions were different, there. Um. I and I think actually, one was the Ultimate Universe. The Josh Trank version was the Ultimate Universe origin, yeah. and the original Fantastic Four movie, not the Corbin. <laughs> 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 um. No, but the 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 big blockbuster one uh, it was more the original origin of the cosmic rays and stuff. Or yeah, rays, in some
2: way, I guess. I've tried to block that movie out. That being said is Whoa. that, honestly, the, the
0: inception of the Fantastic Four is one of the least important uh, stories of the origin stories of superheroes. They were on a space station, and they got fucked up by cosmic rays, and they're like, oh, we have powers now. Okay, as long as it took me to say that is as long as
2: you need to spend
0: and, in the movie. See, to...
2: I never made it through the last Fantastic Four movie. I made it 30 minutes in, it's so... and they were not the fucking Fantastic Four. They're still talking about going into the other dimension. I was like, fuck this. If yeah. it takes them that long to become the fast Fantastic Four, I'm fucking done. And I never finished that movie. I stopped it. I said, I've heard enough. I've seen enough. I don't need to fucking... If they can't be the Fantastic Four within a half hour, and they're re-explaining the fucking origin, fuck this. Yeah. So that was it. So
0: you're looking at it being kind of like a... uh they've been the team for a while they broke up yep. uh, Reed Richards does some dumb fucking science shit yep. uh and it causes zombies to come in the marvel zombies right. and uh opens up a gate gateway yeah and then they have to kind of get back together to deal with the shit that uh that Reed Richards started yep so there's a little bit of that iron man action where with ultron where like caused and and solved the problem exactly. at the same time okay
2: and that's where you get your cameos either way you could have Robert Downey Jr. as either zombie Iron Man or as regular Iron Man that they've got to reach out to because I don't see them just being the Fantastic Four having to fight these zombies but pulling in some other heroes. Sure. You know I mean if you just want to lean into what Fox has already rights to with X-Men or fucking Deadpool like you know like you know you got plenty to work with there and if they ask nicely maybe they can get some you know actual you know Marvel characters in there too. Yeah
0: fair enough. Uh, the, The way that I went Similar to you is I don't want to rehash the uh, the origin story. The way that I solve that uh, is this is about two years after the incident that gave them their powers. The way that you kind of get back to the incident is that I gave uh, Johnny Storm PTSD from the incident. There you go. And so uh, (laughs) you just see little flashes of the incident in his dreams and he wakes up like from a nightmare. So. You don't have to explain shit. You just get little portions throughout the movie of him waking up from a nightmare and and him just being kind of on edge from it. And that also adds to what we know Johnny Storm's personality to be is that reactive and like kind of shitty and (laughs) kind of a loner. So it fits. Um, And then all of a sudden, you don't don't have to explain shit. You get little bits and pieces throughout the movie as you're going moving forward with the actual story. And the way that... I went about it is that, and this is kind of based on on some of the comics, is that about two years after they got their powers, uh, Sue Storm is pregnant with Franklin.
2: Um, yeah, and I always forget about Franklin.
0: Yep. And there are complications because of their exposure to cosmic radiation. And Reed decides that the best way that they can prevent any complications is to research the cause of the cosmic radiation. Unfortunately, he doesn't have the funding. But an old college frenemy um, that he's always been kind of like back and forth with uh, decides to finance because he's uh, recently been uh, named a uh, the leader of a Eastern European country. We're talking motherfucking Victor Von Doom. Victor Von Doom. So he comes in finances out of Latveria, a ship that shoots out. Well and done. Well yeah, done. I was, yeah, I was curious yeah, to be yeah. able to say the name of that country. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, and they go to explore what turns out to be a rip in in space. All right. That rip in space leads to the negative zone, which is where the cosmic radiation came out of. Now this this is definitely turning away from the comics a little bit. It's incorporating a few different aspects of the of different stories into the same thing. But unfortunately, when you're talking about 60 years worth of comic books, you kind of have to do that exactly. a little bit. So, I uh, I know there are some fanboys listening be like that's not how it ha-. I know. I am aware. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to get as much of my nerd shit into a thing as possible without overloading just it. Pack so it in. Pack, just pack it, it in. in. So you you cut some things out. It's almost like the the end of the Watchmen movie where they kind of cut a couple things out yeah. and, and made it different for the movie, but it fit. Yeah. You know, it it made sense. So they explore the negative zone. They get into the negative zone, and they uh, run across the source of the wave that gave them their powers, which is uh, one motherfucking annihilus. Now, if you are unfamiliar with Annihilus, and there's a very good chance that you are, because he's only appeared very briefly in uh, a couple of the cartoons and, of course, the comics, but never in any of the movies.
2: He's done some of the non-Fantastic Four stuff, too. So, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, definitely. Like Nova and some of the Cosmic yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah,
0: definitely. And And that's kind of where I'm going with the Fantastic Four. I want the tone to be that kind of like late 1960s future retro kind of tone <laughs> and the way that you explain that is that Reed Richards just watched Forbidden Planet too many times and that's like a joke is that all of this stuff has like long weird claws and stuff and it's unnecessary like, like... unnecessary as fuck but he's just like
2: really into that kind of style like they're wearing silver outfits still or stuff yeah and and
0: and it's just explained as like no he's just he's just a giant sci-fi nerd yeah. and so he just does it this way and then done you can make it super like fun retro and it come off as like just his aesthetic yeah you know um so they go into the negative zone they run into a nihilist which for anybody unfamiliar is this uh the cliff notes uh he was a spore uh that that ended up basically absorbing knowledge from a wrecked spaceship and then building a cybernetic body so it was a biomech body and then eventually ended up becoming the lord of the negative
2: zone see i you're much better at that than me. I don't remember. <laughs> well,
0: no. Once I thought about Annihilus, I actually went
2: and <laughs> you did some research. did some okay. research and stuff. I was yeah. gonna say, like, it sounded like you had that shit down, Pat. I'm like, I don't fucking. I, remember I should have any just been that. like,
0: yeah, no, I knew that off the top yeah, of my yeah, head. Yeah,
2: no, that was that was all in my head. That
0: is all me. And thank uh, you, internet. So basically, what I'm looking at here is Negative Zone is a major thing in the Marvel universe in in the comic books. It's uh, they've they've created prisons there during Civil War. That's right. Um, and and also I feel like that's an inlet along with the Microverse and Dr. Strange's multiverses, that there's an interconnectivity there that will allow for future opportunity to incorporate without necessarily knowing (laughs) right now if they can.
2: Please. (laughs) Please.
0: (laughs) So basically, uh, Annihilus has a uh, weapon uh, by the name of the Cosmic Control Rod, which is the worst name for a weapon that's ever existed. No, that
2: sounds really fucking scary, so... Yeah,
0: basically you can manipulate uh, matter and make it what it is.
2: At this point, I mean, most of the stuff they've had in the Marvel movies, if you actually break it down, is you know, I mean, that first Avengers movie, like, you know, how many times do we hear, uh, what the fuck was it called?
0: The Cosmic Cube?
2: Not the Cosmic Cube, but the... uh, The Tesseract? Yeah, the Tesseract, like, fucking over and over again. Yeah. Still doesn't sound badass, I'm sorry.
0: So the Cosmic Control Rod basically is the source of uh, most of Annihilus's power, and that is what Victor Von Doom was basically doing this for: is that he was trying to find the source of uh, where the Fantastic Four got their powers, so he can harness it and utilize it for his ends. And so the the Cosmic Control Rod, uh, yeah, that's kind of his bread and butter right there. Yeah. That's the that's that's the big big good good for him. And uh, so in the struggle with Annihilus, uh, Johnny Storm gets uh, fucked up pretty fucking bad. You know, chaos ensues, and big. Big bad battle and all that stuff. And uh a lot of CGI. Uh, by the way, Annihilus' major focus is just destroying anybody that might even possibly be a threat to him. And his main, main conquest is immortality. That's his whole modus operandi. In In the struggle, Johnny Storm is able to get the cosmic control rod to read, um, who ends up inadvertently because of Victor Von Doom doing some dumb shit. He gets in the way of the cosmic control rod as it's being adjusted <coughs> and gets. Burnt to a motherfucking crisp. Thus, the accident that he blames Reed Richards for that turns him into Doctor Doom.
2: Aha! Uh-huh. Aha!
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now this is at the at the climax of it. So uh, it's Doctor Doom is by no means the villain in this one, but it, you've got to have him. I feel with a character as important as Victor Von Doom, you've got to give a good amount of time in his origin, even if you aren't for the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Uh, you've got to give him the motivations that moves it forward in the future movies. So yeah, he's going to turn into Dr. Doom at the end of this film. Um, they basically use the cosmic control rod against the Nihilist, not only to destroy him, but to close the, uh, the gateway to the negative zone. Um, they are able to use the readings that they got during the thing to save Franklin, the baby. Uh, so there's a, the first pregnant superhero on film is going to happen.
2: <laughs> that is true. I'll give you props yeah, on that. So,
0: so I got that down and also the cosmic control rod is used to manipulate the negative zone in the future which uh the big the big get at the end there is that as it comes to an end and they're talking about being able to open the gateway to countless worlds it pulls out and doctor strange is looking at it through like a cosmic like gateway and stuff <laughs> like and like checking that shit out checking that shit out almost like crystal ball style yeah. you know at the end of it so that that would be the the end but it's almost completely self uh contained except
2: for the tail end that would be
0: like the thing the stinger at the end of it is that Dr. Strange serum. Dun, dun, dun. And people were like holy fuck there's Dr. Strange.
2: And your shit's much more detailed. Mine was just like I want to see some Marvel zombies. And yeah, you're just like this shit happens. <laughs> like you went through a lot more. I feel kind of slack like I just want my basic and there you go yours is very detailed.
1: <laughs>
0: well to be fair this is my podcast
2: so like I, <laughs> that need, is true. I I'm supposed to care and, about it more and than And you, you are a bit more of a Fantastic Four fanboy than I am. So. I
0: am a little bit of a fanboy for Fantastic Four, yeah. yeah we sure. started,
2: you know, telling me all about Nihilus, and, like, I, I realized, all right, he's, he's, he's really into the fanboy mode, so... I was
0: thinking about whether I should take it to the moon, and, like, they have a whole <laughs> thing there, or, you know, like, I Trial figured... Trial Galactus? Uh, well, Galactus, that's... There is going to be some smatterings, almost like at the beginning of the uh, whole Marvel Cinematic Universe with Thanos of Galactus. I feel like Galactus is a pretty obvious choice if if Fox gets incorporated in, uh, into the Disney MCU. Galactus is the obvious next big bad.
2: Still make him a fucking cloud.
0: No. God no. damn it. Maybe maybe play with the the headgear a little bit, but because that shit's ridiculous.
2: But, you know. <laughs> you know what? If you get, like, Ragnarok, like... Yeah, hella. Look- somehow they were able to pull that shit off. Yeah, so that's true. You get the right person, the right designer, yeah, go for it. That's true. So,
0: yeah, that's our basic kind of approaches (laughs) to the story of Fantastic Four. Now, the real trick is uh, casting. Do you have a director in mind for your Marvel Zombies Fantastic Four? Oh, I do. Bidness.
2: I got a director and a screenwriter. Oh, I didn't think about screenwriter. Okay. Well, director, that's going to be a gentleman who has uh, not done a live action version, but the animated Fantastic Four movie, in a way, which is The yeah. Incredibles. Fucking Brad Bird, motherfucker. I know he, he's had some ups and downs when it came to live action, but you know what? Fucking give it to him. Let him have all control. Let him just do what he needs to do. Um, you know, I'm pretty stoked for Incredibles two. I, the first ones, one of first Incredibles is one of my favorite fucking movies. I am hoping the second one's gonna be just as good let him take over the reins of the Fantastic Four. He's and th- almost made a Fantastic Four movie with Almost, so close. And yeah.
0: also, this should be dropping the uh, premiere day for Incredibles <sighs> 2, which was part of the thought process of doing this one, but <laughs> um, I also have Brad Bird.
2: <laughs> See, yeah, <laughs> so, there we go.
0: No, I did I did a funny one as well, and I feel because this guy needs kind of like a, uh, uh, he he needs a chance to redeem himself for a previous terrible superhero movie. I would love to
2: see an Ang Lee Fantastic Four movie. (laughs) Fuck that. I don't want to be bored by that. I've already been bored by Fantastic Four movies. Somehow Ang Lee made the most boring incredible Hulk movie I've ever fucking seen. Fuck that noise.
0: (laughs) That was the surprising part of it, is that I can understand a bad Incredible Hulk movie, but boring? It's the Incredible Hulk. It could be punch, smash, explosion, and still bad,
2: but boring. boring. That's what I'm saying. Like... I'll be honest, with the exception of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, I don't really like Ang Lee movies that much. Oh, that really knocked him out of the park. I mean, like, sorry, sorry.
0: No Brokeback? Nope. No. It's boring. Oh, No. Nope. That's important. I actually really like Brokeback.
2: <laughs> that was
0: it was it was a touching story and, and fucking heart heart wrenching. But so, uh, yeah, I got Hang-, Hang Lee as my joke, and for real, Brad Bird, we both agree would yeah. be the the one hundred percent obvious choice. And I know that's been bounced around the internet like crazy just like the
2: next you have to i mean
0: the next character um i decided to not go with what the internet is screaming about right now with uh reed richards internet is yelling uh john krasinski who was a gym on the office yeah because somebody photoshopped him as reed richards and everybody's like well, that, that makes that? sense
2: we gotta do it i could see it
0: i'm not i'm not shitting on that as a choice did but you I'd-
2: see quiet place
0: I did not yet. No, it's,
2: he's he. It's really good. Yeah, it's really good. Okay. Yeah, you should check it out. But he does a, he does a really good job. I don't know if I watched that and went, Oh, that motherfucker's Reed Richards. But he does a really good job. So.
0: Okay. Okay. My uh, my funny Reed Richards is I thought it would be interesting if he played it like he did as his character on Arrested Development if Jason Bateman was uh <laughs> was Reed Richards where he was just like completely frustrated at the stupidity of everybody around him the entire time.
2: Yeah. Uh, but also... Because he's just the smartest guy in the room. He's but like, also he's like idiots. really
0: stoked that he married a young chick that's like way hotter than him. And so like he's annoyed as fuck the entire time until Sue Storm comes in and he's just like, hey, hey. So he like know? almost
2: looks at the camera winks, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> Big brains could do this. Yeah.
0: But one thing I feel that's been lacking on any of the Fantastic Four movies is they downplayed the age gap between Sue Storm and Reed Richards. That was a big thing. Sue Storm was a student of Reed Richards in in college. Yeah. And they had this like torrid affair basically and it was kind of fucked up. And this is like 19- Nobody really really talks about it. Nobody really talks about it. And I feel like that's something that's kind of missing is that like it's not just the normal family unit but with superpowers. It's this weird amalgam of like Reed Richards' buddy who turns into a giant rock creature and then like his much younger wife and her much younger than her brother. <laughs> and he's like the old guy with his buddy. Who's just like a working class schmo that just found himself <laughs> like involved in this shit. They missed that dynamic. And that's kind of what was so exciting about the comic book. So I wanted to reincorporate that into the movies. And, uh, for me with Reed Richards, the choice was, I wanted somebody lanky and kind of weird looking, um, handsome, but in that not classically kind of way. Yeah and somebody that's affordable. Uh so not like
2: And you can get that sarc- sarcastic tone with yeah. them like that's just going to be simple well, for him. I
0: but that was my joke one was Jason Bateman, my real choice. Adrian motherfucking Brody.
2: All right. I can kind of he, see that. He's a
0: gawky lanky dude that could play like a like a <laughs> like awkward a spaz. awkward spazzy yeah. kind of uh you know, scientist dude. <laughs> And also much older than you know. Well, I mean, Adrian Brody's got to be in his like late forties to early fifties at this point. I think so, yeah. So you could gray the the sides of his hair a little bit, and it would, he'd be able to pull it off. Yeah. So that that's my read, Richards. Do you gotta do you gotta read.
2: Well, for my funny, okay. I just went down the line. Now they've done two episodes where they did their own version of Lethal Weapon. Okay. So I just went how about we get the gang from it's always sunny to do their version (laughs) of fantastic four. So I've got Mac as Reed Richards.
0: It's always sunny in the Baxter building. That's right. That's right. All
2: right. Uh, Dennis as, uh, or uh, yeah, Dennis as, uh, Johnny storm, uh, D as Sue storm and Charlie as, um, Ben Grimm, the thing. And just throw in there, Frank as, you know, uh, as Dr. Doom, because he always has to play the villain, <laughs> and I just want to see Dr. Doom fucking some chick, and then I'm just trying to figure out how long they have to allow that to happen. so, yeah, so that's that's my funny is literally just make a fantastic Four. It's sunny version. I' and never just go in the flow. I
0: never even thought about a Fantastic Four movie where I'd just have like a four foot eight Doctor Doom picking a wedge you know like that's
2: I just think it would work I'm just saying like it's it, it, it'd it be fucking fantastic so oh there yeah, you go yeah, yeah. Yep.
0: you loved him as the penguin
2: like I said doesn't even have to be a full length movie you just do an episode with them as those characters I'll fucking watch that shit it'll be fucking awesome
0: it's like fuck it we don't even have to make a movie just do an exactly. episode exactly just
2: like I said just do it like you did with your, the Lethal Weapon 5 just make a half hour their version so pretty simple <laughs> All Right. So on the um, serious point with my Brad Bird movie, um, Reed Richards, I kind of debate because I know he's already you know played a Marvel ish character in with Fox, but kind of go with Fassbender because yeah, I he would, has that intellectual like.
0: I I was thinking about Fastbender for for Doom, but because he's Magneto, I felt like that was just too much. Yeah, you know? yeah.
2: But I mean, you know. We can ignore that. You okay. Know. So, um, or here's one: Uh Viga Morrison. Ooh,
0: yeah. He's. He, I think he's he just too intense, has.
2: Though that's that's what I'm saying. Just maybe give. Look, my movie. They're fucking broken up. Like, he's separated you're, from his wife. You're going DC he's, dark. Yeah. He's, yeah. He, well, he's going through some shit, so I think that could kind of, you know, communicate with him. Okay. So okay. somebody that's a little older that you just go, man, this motherfucker's been through some shit to the point where he accidentally opens a portal that pretty much dooms his own world. Yeah. So.
0: Okay. Uh, for Sue Storm, uh, my funny is that uh, I wanted a geeky girl that would totally go for the professor for funny. <laughs> so I went with... Uh, Miss the Guild Felicia Day as uh as Sue Storm as my funny. <laughs> I think she would be adorable as fuck, and also Jason Bateman as Reed Richards and Felicia Day as, as Sue. Yeah, I yeah. mean that's basically an Arrested Development Fantastic Four <laughs> at that point.
2: Like, you're with just, just, just making. You're just like, do it, do it.
0: Just, just go. Uh, my serious though is, I did want it to be somebody that would be the cute kind of like alternate geek kind of younger version to the to Reed Richards and Reed Richards being Adrian Brody, I figured a weird how did that work out, but you kinda see them together and you get it, uh Zoe De Chanel. All right. As Sue Storm. So much younger. Um awkward a little well, She's geeky. gonna talk out the
2: side of her mouth half the dialogue. The whole time. Da, da, but- da, 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 <laughs> like And she's gonna want to sing a song. I don't know if I want a Fantastic Four that's a musical, like, I don't know.
0: Do I have to be invisible Just because I'm
2: invisible Can you see me now Like I don't (laughs) I don't need that to happen. Sorry. I don't want a musical Fantastic Four. So oh that's the risk you take. She she might have that in the contract. Like I'll be Invisible Woman, but there's gonna be a 30, like a like a two-minute uh you know, little dance number where I sing, all right.
0: You loved Lynn Manuel's uh, Miranda's Hamilton <laughs> coming this summer to Broadway. Lynn Manuel Miranda does
2: Fantastic Four. <laughs> Am I a man or a thing? <laughs> Yeah, we've already got all the reels. Anyway.
0: Everything stretches except the thing I want to stretch.
2: I'm on fire, but I'm cold. Yes. My body
0: is warm, but my heart is cold. All right, we're set. Yeah, okay. We're going to have to write right. this shit right. now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So for Johnny Storm, uh, speaking of body warm, um, I kind of, the one thing I kind of liked about the really shitty two Fantastic Four movies that Josh Crank didn't do uh, is that uh, they, I think nailed the tone of Johnny Storm, even though the movie itself that. was shitty, where he's he's this fucking, like, not necessarily extreme, but, like, he's he's a douche, kind of. Like, he's kind of jockey, he's kind of... Joke's around, but not everybody gets his jokes. He's, well, yeah, he's, he's... He's kind of self-important, he's kind of a prick, uh, but he, when it comes down to it, he knows when to, like, suck it up and actually, like, stick to it and get shit done. Uh, the person that... Is young enough to be able to pull that off against uh, against uh, Felicia Day, and I hate to say this, Zach Motherfucking Efron.
2: Really? Yeah. God, I, yeah, he he, I don't. he he plays a douche pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you, I'll agree with you on the douche yeah. part, but I I don't know if I'd want to see him in a superhero movie. Yeah, that's so. true. Yeah,
0: but that's my funny. My my serious though is, uh, I actually went with a kind of a, a a side pitch here. All right. Uh, you may be familiar with his roles, but not the name, uh, Logan Lerman
2: can't say I'm familiar.
0: Did you ever see the Percy Jackson movies? No. The Lightning Thief and uh he he's the main character. He's Percy Jackson.
2: All right. And he's got Sounds like he's got some free time. Yeah,
0: he's he seems to be pretty whip smart. Like he he can throw the jokes pretty hard. Yeah. Um but a little bit dorky, but he's also, you know, like I I think for a Johnny Storm character it would work relatively well that he would be the one not taking shit seriously when he's supposed to be taking shit seriously. He would get on Ben Grimm's nerves all the time, which is kind of part of the dynamic. Um, he'd be the younger brother. That's constantly annoying. That's going to piss off Sue storm. It's like, will you please fucking pay attention for once? Johnny, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I feel like Logan Lerman would be a good choice there. So, uh, do you have a, uh, a Johnny or a Sue? Or-
2: uh, with my, yeah, since I've already covered all of my funny, with yeah, the yeah, Sunny yeah. Cast, uh, my serious again, they're a little bit older. Uh, Charlie's throne as okay she's okay. pretty fucking badass you know between you know She's done a lot of action movies recently. I could see her kind of being a ass-kicking Sue Storm. She's like you know, the
0: lady version of Idris Elba, where it's just like, sure, cool. Exactly. Whatever, whatever
2: role, yeah, she'll probably kill it. That's exactly. Yeah. So give her this fucking badass power, and she's a badass chick. I mean, okay. you know, Tom Blonde, fucking, you know, uh, Mad F- Max. Fury done, Road, yeah. Yeah, Fury Road. She's done a lot of shit recently that I've really liked. Yeah. So um, okay, as her brother, I wanted to go for it with Chris Pratt. But he's already got the Star Lord Marvel connection. Yeah. So I'm going to another Chris, Chris Pine. You take him into the actual uh Move him over to a, you know, the, the okay. safe the safer universe. Yeah, so. fair, fair, fair. <laughs> um but I think, you know, just the kind of his sense of humor and stuff like that, he could play, you know, the younger brother and still kind of keep the comedy there. That's a good in choice. In a non in a non douchey way. So Yeah, he would be less douchey, I think, because
0: he's too charming to be taken too douchily. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Because, you know, in the comics, Johnny Storm's kind of a playboy. Like, he's all about the the females. So, there you go, Chris Pine. Chris
0: Pine would do well. uh, I'm assuming he does well with the ladies. Yeah. Uh, That's just uh, a pretty safe (laughs) bet, I would say. So, um, next one up is the the fourth of the four is uh, Ben Grimm. Yep. There's a couple ways to go with this character. Do you want to go kind of like kind of burly in his own right and then turns into the thing? Or do you want to do opposite level where it's like Incredible Hulk, where it's a little, little <laughs> dorky dude that turns into the thing? So uh what what do you
2: got for uh, for Ben Grimm? Again, initially I jumped on, but he's already a Marvel character, Batista. Mm-hmm. Just the humor and, you know... The- I gotta
0: point out, I had the same problem where the pers- perfect person for this role was like, already in the MCU. <laughs> exactly,
2: you're like, cut. So I went with, uh, now technically he's working on another Marvel studio tile type, type movie, but um, Tom Hardy.
0: Okay, yeah. yeah, no, I totally see that. Yeah, I think I actually maybe considered that. Uh, yeah. That's
2: not who I went with, but yeah, no, that's all I solid. think that could work as him as Ben
0: Grimm and then turning to The Thing, I think okay. that would work. My uh, My funny... Because I figure this is an old friend of Reed Richards, so it's probably going to be an Only not older gentleman, but like not a young kid. Yeah, you know? not a whippersnapper. Not a whippersnapper. So I thought it would be really funny. Just in my head, it was fucking hilarious to see uh, Liam Neeson as Ben Grimm. Oh God, <laughs> just like taking shit way too
2: seriously. Like not just I'm a, I'm a rock. That's what I am. I'm am a rock. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? I'm rock. Don't die. That's all I am. As a rock.
0: Well, especially with Zac
2: Efron God as
0: uh, as Johnny Storm, just picking on so Liam. So, has Zac Efron <laughs> fucking with Liam Neeson yes, the entire time would be just the best thing that's ever happened. As on long film. as you
2: straight face it, like that episode of uh, of extras, extras yes. which is fucking amazing. That's
0: actually exactly what I thought of when I was thinking oh. of this uh, casting. Is just that keep him straight, just serious. completely straight the entire time, just no yes. no winks at yes. all as Liam Neeson as the thing would be. All right, all right, I, I'm on. Okay. I'm I'm that. My actual choice is I wanted somebody that has kind of that working class characteristic, but charismatic, but also kind of uh, sharp featured. It just seemed like it would translate well to rock. Um, <laughs> and so I went with uh, Michael Shannon. There you go. I think you do a great job as Ben Grimm. Yeah. Uh, if you're unfamiliar uh, with Michael Shannon, he's been in like everything ever. The <laughs> most was... recent Shape of Water. He was like the bad guy in Shape of Water. you
2: still need to see that. Oh, great flick. He was in that movie last year with the kid with the. Uh, oh my
0: god! That movie was so good. Uh, he what, was in,
2: he was really good. Uh, in it.
0: Midnight, uh, midnight run, midnight I think? special. Oh, midnight special. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That was a
2: great movie. Yeah, and he was really good in that. Oh, he so. was fantastic in that. movie. And that way, he can you know make his a apo- you know apology movie for um, playing Zod or whatever. So. Oh, that's right. He was Zod. <laughs> yeah. He was also
0: in the you know nine eleven movie. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> and also Bug, which if you've not seen Bug with, I've, uh, I've heard good things with uh, Ashley Judd. Is it Ashley Judd? It's one of the Judds. It's the act. I, actress I think there's yeah. I yeah. think
2: I think that's right.
0: Yeah, uh, that was originally a screenplay and it was done by uh, what's his face Ex- Exorcist director, um, uh, yeah, freaking, okay, freaking, yeah. yeah, directed it and it was uh, adapted from a play and it's basically the paranoia that comes from meth, but they don't actually show meth being done the entire time and it just it's it's two people in a hotel room together putting up foil on the walls and shit and it's batshit crazy.
2: Yeah. Well he was fucking badass in Boardwalk Empire.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think Michael Shannon as Ben Grimm, he'd be able to he he is able to do a little bit of wink, but he has just this kind of character about himself that is is pretty serious for yeah. the most part. And I think that that's the right choice. Now, uh, do you have a Doctor Doom? I do. Okay. I do. Okay.
2: Um a gentleman that actually hasn't gotten a lot of work recently, but um a few years ago he was in a shitload of stuff clive owen
0: okay yeah. okay no i it took me a second but i got there yeah, yeah. No, I, I can see
2: that yeah and for just, sure. clive owen think about like inside man clive owen where he's yeah. just the smartest yeah, yeah, guy I, in the room yeah. and he's already like five steps ahead of everybody else and that kind of like that kind of personality so
0: when also he has the the ability to uh be a bastard and still kind of likable as well which yeah. is important for dr doom yeah that is not the approach that I had for my funny, Um <laughs> for my funny, just figure okay. So let's go to the breakdown. Jason Bateman as Reed Richards. All right. Felicia Day as Sue Storm. Zach Efron as uh Johnny Storm and Liam Neeson as Ben Grimm and as Victor Von Doom, Udo Motherfucking Kier. All right. The like hard German <laughs> actor. I wanted to go Eastern European for Victor Von Doom. There it you go. It made the most sense. And that dude he's is, from
2: that country that I can't say. Yes, so.
0: and he's. M- even when he's being like nice at a Q and a, he's fucking terrifying. So yeah, like he's going to murder. Somebody. He's going to murder like just newborn children and then eat them. Like he's fucking terrifying. I, I think it would just be so fucking funny when you're like Zac Efron being an asshole and Udo Kier's looking at him like, are you fucking kidding me? Almost kind of like, I could kill you five to o- almost kind of, kind of like Ron- Ronin and guardians where it's just like fucking really yeah. like, you're dancing right now. <laughs> just like, kind of that, that approach but uh my my real choice I have two all right uh Christoph Waltz.
2: um I can see that
0: yeah, yeah. i i think cuz he has that being able to be like evil and really like charming at the same time and i think that's super important
2: for victor but von doom can he be good in a non-tarantino movie <laughs> like, uh, he wasn't
0: great in green hornet
2: no that's no, what i'm saying like yeah. he seems
0: it seems like tarantino
2: brings out the best in him and then he's kind of shit and everything else well so. then i'm
0: going back and instead of brad bird i'm gonna get tarantino to do a God, fantastic Four holy, movie. <laughs> holy shit.
2: shit that would be kind of fucking amazing do it straight up grindhouse style, Seriously. Fantastic Four. <laughs>
0: with nothing but like really bad str- on-string models of the space epic like stuff <laughs> yeah. that's happening would be oh my goodness yeah and uh the other one is uh and I'm going to mispronounce this name so fucking hard uh Nikolaj koster waldau he plays uh Jamie Lannister in uh, Game of Thrones
2: all right all right
0: i could see him as Victor Von Doom like he's got uh, sharper features he's Got the ability to be charismatic and also fucking sinister as shit at I the had same no time. no That
2: was the motherfucker's name to right Yeah,
0: now. He, he's got a fuck you. I'm not going to be famous in Hollywood. Name.
2: Yeah, right there. He did not. He's got a very good TV name. He
0: does not have a stage name. Uh, <laughs> for the, if he if that was his stage name,
2: it's like Monty Python. You
0: chose poorly.
2: I was like, did he try like ten different ones and everybody had taken it? So he's like, fuck you. I'll just keep my regular name.
0: He, he's like, my real name is Nikolaj koster Smith. I need a little bit more zing to it. Yeah, let's let's add Waldow to it. Yeah, no, that's Damn. that's that's uh that's the way to do it. Oh yeah,
2: no, I could see that. Yeah, that works.
0: Yeah, and finally, I, I mentioned Annihilus is my uh, main main uh, villain in my version of the story. So my funny is I just I want to I want this actor to go to his fucking eleven, which is other people's like thirty, just go full bore, and it's mostly going to be mocap but the voice and the inflection is the most important aspect of this. And also maybe some of the like, just gigantic hand motions as well. Annihilus as motherfucking Nick cage. All right. Just like, like he's been in the negative (laughs) zone too long by himself and he's lost. I can't believe I'm here. Like (laughs) lost his fucking mind. And he's just like ready to get the fuck out
2: of here. All right, all right. I I'm on board with that completely. But especially, it's Nicolas Cage, so you know that's that's close to my heart. So
0: especially if Tarantino directs, then, oh, oh god then, damn, yeah, fuck yes. Oh, it's
2: all over the place. Then <laughs> I just I just thought of a funny one though for Anihilas. Um Just take the most voice that you wouldn't expect, Gilbert Goffrey.
1: <laughs> Jesus
2: Christ! And they get in there, and it's this menacing CGI huge motherfucker, and then you have the Affleck sounding duck voice come out of him. Holy shit! That what would, are you guys doing? Yeah, and yeah. I control this. <laughs> like that would just throw off the entire movie, and it would be amazing.
0: They say it's the negative zone because of Danny Manner, <laughs> but it's really because I have a bad attitude.
2: But make him badass, so it's just the voice that's throwing you off. Because you're like, I mean, I'm kind of scared till he started talking, and now I think we could fucking take him. All right, <laughs> like, like everybody's fucking
0: terrified. He's <laughs> yeah. like horrifying and yeah.
2: gigantic, and
0: and like. <laughs> bow down
2: I- to me now you're like no, no you're, okay no know, that's not happening i
0: can't like are, are you gonna save me money on my car insurance <laughs> exactly. no okay then fuck you like, yeah you know. my real choice and this is also pretty fucking funny but i <coughs> i just need him to be a villain in a superhero movie and i i took my chance here i want annihilus seriously seriously to be played by motherfucking christopher walken
2: all right <laughs> Like, like, just those pauses you, just to fuck just with them. No,
0: you're doing it all wrong. You know, <laughs> just would be... Negative zone. Negative zone. Yeah, No, that was more Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. What's with the negative zone? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I changed my answer. Like, Definitely Jerry Seinfeld. Get out of the negative zone. It's all good. <laughs> Lay your hands off my cosmic rod. <laughs> uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with the negative zone. <laughs> All right, so this is obviously why we're not in Hollywood, uh, <laughs> making these choices for real. But uh, now uh, the mashup category, we uh, I posted a little bit earlier today uh, to our social media ideas for non-comic book uh, related uh, IP that we could incorporate into a Fantastic Four movie. And then we just kind of talk about how it would get incorporated. And I think there's some real opportunities here for this one. Uh, Rick. Rick White uh, posted that we should incorporate Fantastic Four with Planet of the Apes. All right. So what would that look like?
2: <laughs> I don't know. Which Planet of the Apes are we talking about?
0: I, I want to... I, I'm not going the Burton. like, And I'm not no. going the new one either. I'm talking like the old school 70s. Because like 61 is when Fantastic Four came out. So you can incorporate like the the Heston era Planet of the Apes relatively well with a like... Retro future, nineteen sixties, Fantastic Four,
2: like and make that, it re Richards' fault that it's the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. That could be like, oh, hit the wrong button, and everybody now the Apes control the the Earth.
0: Maybe you know you 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 got the big bad fight three quarters of the way through the movie, and then they go through like a wormhole that goes back to, uh, or goes back to Earth, but it's in the future Careful, where we go
2: in burden territory with that wormhole shit.
0: So yeah, well, <laughs> but they end up basically the final part of their battle is where, you know, apes have ruled mankind at that point. That would be the easiest go. Yeah. Or you could just replace Reed Richards, uh, as Charlton Heston in planet of the apes. Yeah. Yeah. That he's the scientist.
2: <laughs> now he has, and he has the abilities still. So sure. apes are trying to capture him. And he's just wrapping his arms around them and throwing them around. So
0: get my unusually long, uh, long hand uh, get <laughs>
2: <laughs> off, off of me, I guess. Uh, you damn dirty <laughs> apes. I can see that. All right. They
0: tie him up instead of him being in a basket. They just, just wrap his arms around around him yeah. and just hang him from something? <laughs> yeah. The scene where he like makes a paper airplane, it's just more he turns
2: into a hang glider and just jumps off. <laughs> see of I have abilities. Fuck you guys. Yeah, fuck you guys. So Oh man, I'm trying to think of a good uh crossover so, or a mashup. Um see, I just would go ridiculous and just like cross it with like like the like Fast and Furious or something like that you know just make it the most <laughs> then
0: Diesel shows up and yes. doesn't
2: say I am I am Groot and that's then, right uh, yeah. that's right yeah just make it the most ridiculous thing possible so because at this point those movies what else were they gonna do so I don't know let just throw it in there so
0: I would like to see like a hard contrast on how they deal with the bad guy of Fantastic Four and the A-Team where it's, like, uh, Baracus, and, like, they've got, like, fucking machine guns and shit, and, like, they turn their their van into a fucking hovercraft, and they're doing all sorts of crazy, like, military shit, and Fantastic Four is, like, my arm stretch.
2: Hold on. Oh, I didn't even think about this. I just came up with this. All right? Okay. Fantastic Four, you got the Baxter building, right? Make it, like, uh, the fucking Dread movie or Raid, and just have terrorists fucking taking over the fucking building, and the Fantastic Four had to take them out like that kind of style and that if incorporate backs or building and, into it. I
0: mean talk about opportunity for Tarantino you could have Tar- Tarantino d- do something like that or uh, fuck I mean <laughs> we talked about Ang Lee uh I mean if there was a version
2: <laughs> Yeah I get it, but I don't want to
0: fall asleep during this I want to enjoy the movie Okay so. then then you do uh like uh, Park Chan Wook or uh like a Korean director basically. Yeah, yeah. And then you're then you're golden. There you go. Yeah, 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 so, yeah.
2: yeah. But yeah, just make it this like kind of diehardish like trapped in the building and like, you know, some crazy shit like that. There you go.
0: Could you imagine that people are like they're Disney's finally making a fantastic four movie. I'm so fucking excited and it's just like Grizzled as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like the rage, but with the Fantastic Four, we're Oh, and like, it's getting a hard R, by the way. Reed Richards has a automatic gun and he just stretches around a corner to shoot a dude and like blows up. I just literally want to
2: see the thing just pounding a dude's face until like he's he's all the way through to the floor and just covered in blood. Come <laughs> on, man. Come be like, on.
0: Be like that scene in uh in Fight Club where it's like I wanted to destroy something beautiful. Exactly. Just, like, just he just
2: keeps punching over and over again until like <laughs> you hear his face hitting the floor because there's no more skull left he's just gone right through like yeah that's the kind of movie i want to see so hard r fantastic four movie where thing is murdering motherfuckers left and right well then so. you
0: get the you get the director of logan to do that and uh <laughs> and you th-
2: can kind of take advantage you know reed richard's uh stretching ability yeah, I mean, i'm just yeah. saying like you know he could be working on a formula and having sex with his wife at the same It'd time be like the so.
0: weirdest sex scene that's ever exactly. happened on film yeah <laughs>
2: And she... <laughs> Kind of like the Watchmen thing where, like, she's, you know, sleeping with Dr. Manhattan and meanwhile he's, like, playing out stuff. Kind of the same scene where you have Reed Richards, like, typing stuff on the computer and meanwhile Sue Storm's getting off in, in the other room. there you go
0: the only way I'm gonna sign off on this version and like put my name to it is that there's a scene where Johnny Storm just fucking goes berserker mode and goes turns to full blaze and just tears through people as Deanne towards babies on fire is playing in the background like that's the only 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 way that I'm gonna sign off on this just him doing that bell tower scene from Wonder Woman but it's Johnny Storm just like going through a fucking hallway and taking out terrorists just like left and fucking right great cinematography fucking flame on motherfucker just taking people down with with dianne in the background yeah all right
2: yeah there you go that so, work yeah yeah
0: <laughs> so at this point uh we're, we're getting to the end of the episode now we are going to do our trailer voices and pitch our versions of fantastic four did you want to go first hunter or did you want me to go first
2: i'll let you go first i want to
0: you know what it just seems like i go first most of the time pretty so.
2: much i think we all want to just be like let's see him do it and we'll we'll jump on that all right
0: so let me get the music going one second
1: Two years ago, four scientists went up and were exposed to cosmic radiation, and they're about to do it again. This summer, join Reed Richards, Sue Storm, Johnny Storm, and Ben Grimm on the adventure of a lifetime. This is the Fantastic Four. Four people, granted with powers they didn't want, under the microscope of society, try to find a way to save their unborn child. Not all four of them, just free just Richards and Sue Storm. That'd be weird. Otherwise, they find an opening to the Negative Zone, an anti-matter zone run by a tyrant named Annihilus. With an iron fist and a cosmic control rod, he runs dominion over the Negative Zone and over the powers that granted the Fantastic Four their abilities and the solution to Baby Franklin's future. Join the Fantastic Four as they team up with what they think is a friend, Victor Von Doom, as he turns on them and becomes the greatest villain that Earth has ever seen this summer. Fantastic Four Negative Zone.
0: Okay. All right. So, yeah, that's mine.
2: <laughs> All right.
0: That was a whole like minute and a half of just stupid <laughs> right there. Yeah. So do you think you're capable of topping that fantastic trailer I that I just know. dropped? I don't know. The
2: pressure's on. I'll, I'll see. So okay. my, mine, I don't know, will be as explainy or just be as generic as possible, but I'm going to go for it. That's part so, of the fun.
0: All right. So right. let me cue up the music. One second.
3: From the studio that brought you Wolverine Origins. And those other Fantastic Four movies, we're sorry. Comes a new approach that, goddamn, we promise it's gonna work this time. From the successful, we looked at the numbers. The successful mind of Brad Bird, a family, a team. I hope Fantastic Four from the ashes. Reed Richards says, "Open the gate and a portal." And now, he's got to get everybody back together to stop this force. So, everybody's back together. You know all the regulars. You know Mr. Fantastic, Sue Storm, Johnny Storm, Ben Grimm. They're all there. We'll even throw Doom, just so, like, you know, because he's been in the other ones, too. But we promise we've incorporated some, uh, some characters from other universes, so... This one's going to work this time. So, coming this summer, experience the Fantastic Four the way it should be, directed by a person who knows what the fuck he's doing. Fantastic Four, From the Ashes, coming soon to a movieplex near you.
0: All right, so yeah, um,
2: I, <laughs>
0: we got a debate on whether or not we're going to do From the Ashes or uh, or Negative Zone as the name of this episode. I think From the Ashes is probably a better choice.
2: I mean, at this point, there's been three... Technically, four Fantastic Four movies. So yes, yes. Another one would be coming from the ashes of the I think that's Fire Yeah, the dumpster fire. Yeah. Let's just call them dumpster fire. Yes, they are, so they're, dumpster fire. This next one would be from the ashes of the dumpster fire. Okay, so, so
0: this uh, this episode of uh, Smack My Pitch Up is going to be called Fantastic Four from the ashes. All right. And, uh, and yeah, we had some really good ideas. I actually- Really like some of the uh, the Tarantino one that just came out. I'm kind out of, of leaning towards that. I'm kind of leaning towards that too.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think that the musical a, one I thought was kind of entertaining. Musical. They As, haven't done a musical. Uh, I know Lin Manuel Miranda
0: is busy doing musicals and hanging out with my brother, my brother and me. But you know, like when he has some spare time, uh, we'd love him to uh, do some fantastic. My work. man
2: or a thing. <laughs> yeah, <right>. Sorry, I...
0: <laughs> my dick is a rock, but my heart is soft. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs>
2: All right we're working on this tomorrow right yes
0: no we're gonna we're gonna write our own fantastic four <laughs> musical and uh while we're doing that, definitely check out smack my pitch up and all the other podcasts on geeks under the influence network at g u i podcast dot com check out our events around town i know uh Hunter, beautiful disasters is doing a event in uh, at strange ways. What on the fifth of July, I believe. Fifth of July, yeah, we're, it's gonna we're, be
2: something very patriotic. Something very America is about to occur. You're gonna cry, red, white, and blue. It's gonna happen, absolutely. Right? So... And also
0: check out the newest episode of beautiful disasters on <laughs> the <laughs> Russian superhero Holy film. Holy shit! Uh, the guardians. Yes. Uh, there's a there's a man bear and uh, and a rasputin looking <laughs> guy that that levitates rocks. It's a uh, there's a so much shit there's a baby man uh it's, <laughs> it's about it's, the quality
2: of the fantastic four movies now i'm thinking about much, it so yeah yeah
0: so uh yeah definitely check out beautiful disasters uh more episodes of smack my pitch up geeks are the influence gui precap uh the new smash talk uh podcast available at com, as well as all of our events trivia and otherwise let us know what you think of this episode give us ideas for future smack my pitch up episodes what do you want to see rebooted what do you want to see remade or sequelized on Smack My Pitch Up. Shoot us a info at geeks at gmail.com. Hit our our voicemail or text hotline 804-505-4GUI. That's 804-505-4484 with information and you know feedback. We we love to hear it. And we'll see you guys here next time for another episode of Smack My Pitch Up. I'm Mike the Hobbit Vicket and Fuck you Hunter Life Ain't nothing but pitches and
1: money. Podcast.com This is Mike
0: the Hobbit direct from Fallout on a trivia night telling you to come here every first and third Monday for trivia between 8 and 10, 25 cent wings drink specials, prizes and tons of really inappropriate trivia. It's a lot of fun Do you guys agree? Definitely come out and enjoy trivia every first and third Monday at Fallout.